0: We will continue in letter 11 of the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. Now we are going through the first sentence of what the Balatanya says, which is the statement of enlightenment. What does it mean to be enlightened? The statement of enlightenment, which is the statement that the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, is going to go on to explaining at length how do we incorporate the enlightenment into our lives. We are spending an enormous amount of time to capture this enlightenment, to be able to see it to be able to see it with our mind's eye, to be able to feel it with our hearts. But I'm sure as many of you are trying to comprehend this, we feel that we're not able to grasp it. We cannot hold it. We cannot catch it. And the reason why is because the statement of enlightenment that the Altarab is talking about is something that is infinite. It is something that it is immeasurable with the mind. It is something that cannot be. Held on to the mind because he's talking about the light of God dwelling within a person's body. Now, the light of God means the light of the creator of the world, it means the super being, the, the core of my soul, the core of my chalik <laughs> the core of my consciousness. So, when I look in the mirror for for quite some time and I look deep into my eyes and I asked myself what is the core of who I am which if I ever did that is a very frightful thing it's a very it's a very scary thing few people can look in a mirror and look into their eyes into their own eyes and ask themselves what is the core of who they are and the reason it is frightful is not because It's scary, but it is. The reason is because when you look deep into your own eyes, you discover that your core is infinity. Your core is much deeper than your mind. It's not something you could grasp. It's not something you could hold on to. And your mind is measurement. Your mind is constantly measuring, constantly trying to to grasp, to calculate, to understand. But how could you understand something that's infinity? How could you understand something that's beyond your mind? So the reason this is such a hard sentence to grasp is because how can the Alter Rebbe show us what means enlightenment? How could he show us what means Yishkun Eir Hashem? The light of Hashem should dwell within a person. How could he show us that? How could, he, how could, we, how could we hold on to that? We can't even look in the mirror and discover our own core of who we are. So it should not be, we should not take it lightly the fact that we're spending weeks to try to understand this one sentence. Because this one sentence is the beginning of enlightenment. And even if you grasp it for one moment, even if you grasp it for one moment, it would change your life. And the fact that we are discussing this at length, and we are not having a full grasp of what means enlightenment, is because that is the limitation of this world. That's the limitation of my body. That's the limitation of my mind. But it is the mere fact alone, the mere idea that if we could grasp these concepts for one moment in time, then we have essentially broken out of our gullus, of our trap, of our limited way of thinking. And that is the beginning of enlightenment. The beginning of enlightenment is to be able to see things from an entirely different perspective. And that's why the Alter Rebbe says something fascinating, which is he says that the way that not by this path will the light of Hashem dwell within you by desiring the life of the flesh. What does he mean by these words? He says by desiring your animal, by desiring your flesh, by desiring yourself. So we have spent the last few shiurim going very into deep into what is the word of Yechayim Besodem. Chayim Basara means the life of my flesh doesn't mean the life of my actual flesh. What it means over here is my animal, my animal kingdom. And over here we're going to go into something very beautiful, very transformational, very paradigm shifting. To understand why can I not live the life of the flesh? Why can I not live in the life of the flesh? Why can I not live in my animal kingdom? What's wrong with my animal kingdom? And we have discussed the last few shiurim something very fascinating, brilliant, something that's shining, that Chassidus gives us a deep, profound understanding that as my vegetable kingdom, which is when I am myself alone, when when my, my eyes are closed, when I'm focusing on my own life, and there's my mineral kingdom, which is lower than that, which is when I'm, my thoughts are not even functioning. My thought, my heart, everything is just is as it is. My heart's pumping, I could be asleep. In all likelihood, I'm asleep. My brain is functioning with nonsensical dreams while I'm asleep. It's a big part of my life. Why is there sleep? To allow me to have energy when I wake up. So the mineral the floor that you're sitting on right now with the chair and the table, all of that is to allow you to be. It has no meaning in its own. The wedding oil has no meaning in its own, but it's a container that will hold the love that's going to be given from husband to wife. My mineral kingdom, my vacation, my sleep, my brushing my teeth. My driving in the car, all of that is devoid. It is, there's no spirituality, there's no growth. It's just empty. That's a big part of my life. 14 hours a day, 13 hours a day, it's mineral. That's the way Hashem created the world. Most of the world, you will look outside, you will see its floors, it's the crust of the earth. It's all mineral structures, buildings. If you meditate on this very deeply, and it's very magical if you do, because you can see the light of God is completely absent. Where is the creator? Nowhere. The, the thing is dead. Nothing's moving. There's no, it's nothing. There's no point in it. It's just holding everything. And that's a big part of my life. It's the way it is outside. It's inside of in my own body, in my own time. Right? In the body of time. The body of my whole day. 24 hours a day. A big part of it's mineral. It's empty. And that's a big part of the problem, that we're looking at this, this seminar, we're saying, what are you talking about, enlightenment? You know how much of my day is empty? How can I live every moment of my day with this enlightenment? And that's the first beginning of enlightenment, is to understand that the way Hashem created the world is, that a big part of my day is going to be monotonous. It's going to be mineral. If you're talking about my spiritual purpose, it's going to be mineral. I'm brushing my teeth, I'm in the car. I'm doing work that's nonsensical. Doesn't hasn't have any meaning to it, and that's my mineral kingdom. And after my mineral kingdom, I have now a vegetable kingdom. My vegetable kingdom is when I am trying to grow. I am trying to grow myself in any way. And most of the time, that's me and my own thoughts. My eyes could be closed. I could be in a room by myself. There's nobody else but me. And I'm am I'm, I'm 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 alone over there. And in most of a person's life, he's alone. Because even if he has friends, even if he has relationships, even if he knows people, he worries on his own. He's talking to himself the whole time in his mind, the whole entire day, he's talking to himself. As soon as he wakes up, when he's sleeping, he's dreaming nonsensical things. He's not really talking, it's it's dead, it's the void. But when he wakes up and he says, (laughs) ani lefanecha. His mind starts to chatter about how his day is going to look. Or what he has to do right now. He's doing that, he's alone. His eyes are closed. He cannot see anybody but himself. There's only himself. There's nobody else at all. And that's just vegetation. It's just, I'm trying now to grow. I'm trying now to move. But if a person was in solitary confinement... He would be a vegetable. He would be purely rooted in himself. What does it mean vegetable? Vegetable means there's no eyes. You cannot see anybody else. You're rooted in your own space. Why are we not vegetables? Because we're able to walk. The ability to stand straight comes from my heel up to my hip. So when I stand by myself and I don't see anybody, my eyes are closed, I am a vegetable, I'm only focusing on myself, I only see myself, I'm in a room, I'm not able to move. The minute I'm able to walk out of the room, is the minute my hips allow me to start to walk. Now my hips is the beginning of my walking, that means it allows me to see somebody else, I'm able to move out of my rooted place and see another person. And now I'm starting my interpersonal relationships, I'm able to see another person, communicate with another person, and have a personal relationship with another person. And now I'm no more, in a certain sense, I'm no more in solitary confinement, I'm no more rooted. Now I have eyes, and I see my spouse, I see my child, I see my community members, I see my boss, I see my employees, I see people in the street. And the... The, the enjoyment that there is in that is unimaginable. And you have to contrast it with solitary confinement. Person who's put in prison, he's done. Especially if he's in solitary confinement. Why? Because he's purely alone. So the fact that a person is most of his day he's alone. The, the fact that he has that he can transcend from his vegetable and even shear a little bit with somebody else is what makes it okay to be alone. Vegetable means no eyes, rooted in my place, just growing for myself. So therefore you would think that when you transcend it from your vegetable to your animal, you would think that you met it all. You, you have reached now the purpose. Wow, I can actually go out of my own solitary confinement, my own growth, my own aloneness, which is a big part of my day. And I can now have a relationship with somebody else. I'm going to my animal kingdom. My animal kingdom is from my hip all the way up to my neck, which is my heart, my ability to have all these feelings. And where does it start? It's my heart that uses my eyes. So from my heart, my heart using my eyes means, I'm even though I'm walking around like a human, but I'm really in my animal kingdom. So what's so bad about that, the person might think. What's so bad about that? I'm able to express myself. I have a relationship with my wife. I have a relationship with my kids. I have a relationship with my friends. It's wonderful, we go out to a restaurant and we talk and we're able to communicate and I'm no more alone. But in fact, this comes and explains to you, no, 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 it's a misunderstanding. Let me tell you what the problem with the animal kingdom is. Look at all the animals. Look at any animal. What's the animal trying to do? The animal kingdom is trying to eat, trying to grow, trying to propagate, trying to make more of itself. So the animal kingdom is the beginning of self. It's the ultimate selfishness. I see you as you are is in me. Meaning to say, you are an extension of me. I see you so I can use you. I get married to you, so how you can make me bigger. I have kids, so you are a din in me. You are a part of me. So in every single... What is the... The birth of self means the sense of self. Means selfish. Means that you just help me grow myself. So I am all the more alone. If every single person I look at is a din in me, If every single person is another person for me to conquer. For me to grow my sense of self. So I can aggrandize myself. So now I'm not just alone in solitary confinement. But I'm alone because I'm trying to conquer you. So myself, my animal could get bigger. And essentially that's the animal kingdom. Just to grow itself. Make more of itself. Conquer itself. Conquer everyone around it. And that's it. It ends there. There's no more continuing. It's just the growth, the sense of self. The sense of self to grow. That's it. My sense of self. You understand? Until now, I was just alone. Now, I have a self. And with myself, I'm alone. Alone is from the all one. Alone means all one. That in everybody else, I see the all in every other person, is to grow my one, is to make my sense of self bigger. Do you see how tragic that is? Do you see how painful that is? Do you understand now what he's saying? Can you see this with your mind's eye? You must meditate on this after the Shia to understand the beginning of enlightenment. If every single person, if I'm living in my animal kingdom, I'm going out to restaurants and I'm spending f- time with friends and I'm, do- I'm spending time with my spouse and my children. But if every single person is to grow my sense of self, if every single person, if I see in every person, myself, I'm as, as lone as a person could possibly be. Because all the whole idea of my animal, I transcended my vegetable to my animal. I went out of my solitary confinement to look at another person so I could grow my sense of self. Because the birth of the animal kingdom is the birth of self. It's now I feel myself. And the animal kingdom can never transcend that. The animals never transcend the sense of self. So everybody is here to worship me. And I want them to worship me. And I want to conquer them. And that's a tragic state of humanity. So what does the human kingdom look like? The human kingdom is the ability to transcend self. I did not want man to be alone. Just like in the animal kingdom. Where they're just growing the sense of self and every single thing makes their self become bigger. The azer like a neck I made you a helper beside you. Beside you for what reason? So you can transcend yourself. So you can go out of your ego, you could go out of the animal, and you could truly see another person, unattached. So you can marry someone, not what they can give you, that's still the animal kingdom, but what you can give them. Because if you can give them something, you can transcend self because you became human then. And if you're giving them for some, to get something in return, that's attached love, that's trapped love, you're back in your animal. You're back in your chayim basara. You're back in every single person being a part of yourself. And what more they can do for you. So I get married for the human kingdom, to be doyme la What is the human? The human is the transcendence of self. Adam means to be similar to God, to transcend myself, to be able to give myself to another person. And if I can give you unconditionally, I can know you. But if I can't give you unconditionally, I only know myself and you are a part of myself. And so therefore I am continuously alone because all of the people around me are to build the one and the one is myself. And so I'm still an alone person. So most people in their life, if they live in an animal kingdom, they will never be happy. Because true happiness has nothing to do with myself. Because myself is an imaginary thing. Do I have an ego? Do I have a sense of self? Do Am I really a separate identity? Am I really, can, can I actually be happy if I conquer everyone? If I become the most famous person on planet earth and the richest person on planet earth. And if every single person, every animal in the animal kingdom, even in the human animal kingdom, comes to worship me, will I ever be happy? Or is it not true that I will be as unhappy as getting from everybody? As not getting, because my sense of self can never be happy if I am alone. And if everybody worships me, if I have all the money in the world, I will be alone. But isn't it true that joy can only come if I discover who you are for you? For no reason other than to discover you, and I only can discover you if I give you unconditionally. Because if I give you unconditionally, I've transcended myself. And if I've transcended myself, the light of my soul started to to dwell within me. So if I'm marrying you to give you so what I can get, I'm still trapped in my animal. I'm still trapped in my sense of self. But if I'm marrying you with what I can give you, then I'm no more alone. You have allowed me to transcend myself. And you have allowed me to give from the infinite part of me. And the infinite part of me is the part of my enlightenment, the part where I am similar to God, where God allows me to be like Him. We're a partner in creation. So in my marriage, when I stand at my chuppah, I'm recognizing that I'm Adam, <laughs> that, that Hashem created me as man, not as an animal. No more about my covet. Even my sense of self was all to be able to discover God. So I'm marrying you to discover myself, as a self, to discover myself that you are a part of myself, my animal? Or to truly not be alone? To truly not see that you are really me. As a, an extension of my, my kingdom. I'm a king. And you are just a sub-my subject. Or am I really marrying you so I could truly know you? And if I could truly know you, I have to suspend myself. And if I have to suspend myself, I can love you unconditionally. And if I could love you unconditionally, then the core of my soul is coming out. And I have transcended self. And now I could fully look at you. I could put myself away, my animal away, and fully look at you and love you and care about you and and become one with you. And not be alone anymore. Not be entrapped in a sense of self, in a sense of judgment, in a sense of measurement. And the beauty of that type of marriage, that type of love, is a love that's unattached. It's a love that's Oy o'irashan. Because you went from animal, from self, to surrendering the self, to going going above the self, to not being alone anymore. Because if you are are a din and me, if I married you, what you can give me, how you can worship me, how much meals you can cook me, how much compliments you're gonna give me, then my self is just growing. And if my self grows, I'm still alone. If I see every person in this world as an extension of me, if I see everybody what I could get from you, then I'm alone. But if I see what I could give you, then I've transcended self. Then I could discover you. Then I'm no more a lonely person anymore. I, I found you, I discovered you for who you are. Then I've transcended self. Then i become godly, I've become divine. Then I could see past the story, past the animal kingdom. I've transcended something, I went beyond something. But can I be attached to my animal? Can I be attached to my sense of self? Can I be attached to my chayim v'sadim? Can I live in my heart? Where every person I'm trying to lust after, I'm trying to go and conquer and get. Can I have chayim v'sadim? Can I have those attachments, those hopes, those becomings? Can I have those attachments? And still have Yishkun and still transcend self? That's a paradox. It's the sense of self that's stopping you. It's the sense of self that's making you be alone. But the whole entire point is not to be alone, to truly discover somebody. Can I discover somebody if I'm attached? If you're still part of me, how could I ever discover you? I have to say I have to see how we're separate. I have to see, I have to see you for who you are. I have to give you love unattached. If not, my love is trapped. It's trapped in my sense of self. And my sense of self is an illusion, it's not even real. And this is what we see something unbelievable, that when a person looks with his animal eye, if he doesn't know this, if he didn't discover this at his chuppah, then what will his sheva look like? What will his life look like? What does his life look like now? Fighting, bickering, reactivity. But if he discovers this, if he discovers his animal is human, if he discovers Adam elion, if he discovers what it means to be godlike, to love unconditionally, then what happens when his wife or his husband, when they, when they snap at them? What happens then? What happens is the reactivity? Does the eye see? Does the eye see another sense of self, self being threatened? Or does the eye see I'm holding the person in love over here? This is an opportunity to give more love. This is an opportunity to be present. This is an opportunity to judge the person for who they are, not for what they just did for one second. It's an opportunity to end it entirely. Because in the face of what I have right now, the tiny bit of negativity is nonsensical. It's in the animal kingdom, it's in the sense of self but I didn't marry you what I could get from you. Compliments, criticism, all of that doesn't matter. I married you to know you, to be able to discover you for who you are, to understand why you just snapped, to see you, to, to hold you in love with compassion, with tremendous vitality. Can you ever get triggered if you're in a state in the human kingdom, the Adam al where where you understand that my whole entire life is to discover you, to see you for who you are, to transcend myself, not your part of me, what you can do for me. Isn't that the most magical way to look at a person? Isn't it true that when you have discovered the enlightenment, the moment of time in your mind, how to look at a person, isn't it true that after we learn this, we change fundamentally, in our DNA we change? Even isn't it true for one moment we change? Don't you see the enlightenment and it changes now? Don't you see that if you could hold this enlightenment, you would never fight with your spouse for the rest of your life? Because you have transcended from animal to human. And human means you are Adam and and human means that you're not alone anymore. It means you transcend itself, and if you transcend itself, it's what I can give, not what I can get. And if you married to give, then you married a god. It's a godly marriage. And if you if you married for that reason, then your marriage is a marriage with the divine. You and your spouse are becoming one with God, and you have transcended the sense of self. And that's the most magical thing you could have. And where do you discover that in your mind? So now your mind, while your eyes are closed in your chuppah, you have a different understanding of marriage. And now when you open your eyes, you look at your spouse differently. So the eye, it's the same physical eye in the animal kingdom. But now you've transcended to the human kingdom. You've transcended to doymil abayrah. You are not interested in chayim b'sarim anymore. I'm not looking to grow my animal. I'm looking to see... You for who you are, because I don't want to be alone. Because Hashem created me. The gift of being human is to be not alone anymore, to transcend self. Not that you're something in me, but it's that I can give you unconditionally, unattached. And that's the beginning of Yishkinah Hashem. That's the beginning of what he's talking about. That if I'm attached to my own sense of self, my own storytelling, then I will never have Yishkinah Hashem. I will always be trapped in my animal kingdom. But if I can transcend my animal kingdom, that's the beginning of enlightenment, that's the beginning of Yishkan Hashem, the beginning of living in presence, which we will go on to, Metz Hashem, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.